0: sales happen in conversations. So if we don't ask a question, we can't get into a conversation.
1: Yeah. I think that's a good rule in conversation generally. If you're having a conversation with them, ask a question. You won't always get an answer from people, but the more you do it, the more likely you are to get that response.
0: Welcome to the Influence by Design podcast. I'm Samantha Riley, authority positioning strategist for coaches and experts. If you're ready to build a business that gives you more than just a caffeine addiction and you dream of making more money, having more time and having the freedom to be living your best life, then you're in the right place. It's time to level up. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your co-host for today, Samantha Riley, and I'm joined by my co-host for today, Tim Hyde. And today we're going to give you... Some ideas to get your mojo back and jump into 2024 with some enthusiasm and get some sales. How are you, Tim?
1: Uh, well, I'm more enthusiastic by the second, Sam. Oh, this well, is fantastic. <laughs> We're talking about this just before. I think this is Christmas break. okay? And here in Australia, obviously, we have a much longer break than our friends in the US.
0: Well, because it's our because summer Because it's our break. summer
1: holidays. Yeah. It's our summer holidays as well. And almost everyone I spoke to did less this year than they would normally do. I certainly did. Yes, I, I did. Was, <laughs> I know you said you'd shut the office and didn't go into it, which is most unusual. And I look between Christmas and the Year's, so I normally work on my website and I, you know, all those little projects that are kind of put off uh-huh. as lesser priorities throughout the yes. year, I get onto some of those. And this year, I did absolutely none of them.
0: Yeah. I'm with you and it is the very first year ever I've done that.
1: It's really annoying because I have all these little projects that still need to be done.
0: <laughs> I'm with you on that one too.
1: <laughs> but, but it was good. It was good. Okay. I, I managed to read five non-business books. I mean, I've got these books on my desk. I got sent a bunch of business books by people. Is it? And if you haven't seen this, yeah, I've got the perfect week formula and a subscription playbook and all this Sort of other stuff that I'll just sit there on my desk and taunt me <laughs> throughout the year. But it was really good. And I'm feeling maybe this year compared to many others, I'm feeling a lot more refreshed. Uh-huh. 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 Even though many of my friends in business still did a little bit of work and didn't really take a very long break at all. And you now they're like just feeling flat.
0: Yeah.
1: I guess, you know, coming into to this first week of January, Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: second week of January, first full week of of January, but you know, we've got to, we're back at it, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we were having the conversation about, you know, people dragging their feet coming to the year. It is a normal thing, as you said, especially for us in the Southern Hemisphere where it's warm and we want to be at the beach, which we still can do, but we still need to get some Leads booked, some sales calls booked. Otherwise, you know, all of a sudden you can find yourself moving to February, March, all of a sudden it's April, and you're like, oh, whoops, haven't really got momentum this year. I have always been under the belief that there's one thing that can happen in your business that brings your mojo back faster than anything else, and that's to make a sale. So today, let's talk about how we can get a sale made. Straight away in the year, get that mojo back so that we can jump into the year with lots of enthusiasm.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think there's some nothing like getting a kickstart, other than you know bringing in some some bank.
0: Yeah, totally. It's that first that, sale of the year, and you're like, "Ah, oh, we're back, baby." <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: it. Uh, <laughs> we're also celebrating. I think also celebrating that as well. Totally. One of the things I like to do to get a quick sale in is to actually go back and make a list of everyone that mm-hmm. I've had calls with over the last 90 days. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking October, November, December. Even half of September if you really want to, you know, noting the last couple of weeks of December. Yeah. 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 Typically not having too many sales calls. In fact, I think even on the Friday the twenty third or whatever, twenty second or whatever it was before Christmas, I had a full day booked. And then pretty much everyone in the afternoon cancelled.
0: See, my last huh? week before Christmas was filled with sales calls. So that's just the difference between your that business was and my business. Are they cancelled? Yeah, no, <laughs> Mike did not.
1: <laughs> and so what I would do is I would, you know, and I'm, I'm literally doing this thing each week, this now this year where I go, what are the sort of brain dump of priorities that I need to do this week?
0: Uh-huh. All
1: right. And just literally picking three things, one of which must be a sales-focused activity. Mm-hmm. Right? What's going to move the needle? Right. What's going to make bank this yeah. week? And so I've done that this morning as well. I've, I've listed out all the things I need to do. I've taken just three, one of which will make bank, and I've put them into my calendar for next week. Mm-hmm. Okay? One of those activities is to get every single sales conversation I had last year mm-hmm. in the last three months and put that list of people down. And one of my activities is to go back to every one of those people in the next two weeks and touch base with them again.
0: So I've got a question for you, just for people that are thinking, what are those potential conversations look like? Were they people that you all booked on sales calls or were they people that just maybe reached out and asked you about your business? Like help people to understand who are those people that you're reaching out to?
1: Well, these are people who have booked sales calls at some point. Mm-hmm. okay? They're either, Or at some point during the conversation that I had with them, as a just kind of like, let's get to know each other, they've kind of said something or done something that has indicated an interest mm-hmm. in what it is we, that we can do for them, mm-hmm. but not necessarily been a really hot prospect. Mm. You know? Not really a qualifying and not really a sort of a, a sales call per se, or... Even the ones who were sales calls and they'd come back and say, look, not right now, we're going to try something else. For a bit, I would still go, I'd put them on my list to touch base with and saying, hey, look, you know, you've had this sort of reflection time. What are you doing this year? Is there any way that I can help? And it's not necessarily, you know, can I sell them something? Can Mm -hmm. I help them in other ways? Can I make a connection? Can I introduce them to someone? To someone else.
0: I think that's really an important piece. And I want to I wanna really highlight what you just said there, because I feel that when we go into those conversations thinking I'm going to sell them, we're not putting ourselves in a position where we're listening to what it is that they need right now. And that's when people can sort of say, Oh my goodness, that person's so salesy, you know? And that's what we don't like. It's that that sleazy salesman kind of thing where when we're reaching out saying, you know, where are you right now? How can we help? Then we're really listening to see what can I do? Maybe I can talk about my product. Maybe I can introduce you to someone. And when we do it in that way, we're building trust and trust is just where, where the foundation's set for our brand.
1: Yeah, I think it's a really important thing, one of my first call that I always have with people isn't a sales call. It's always mm-hmm. a, what I call a get-to-know-you call. Mm-hmm. And I will deliberately, I mean, we, yes, we talk about what the business does and, and how we help our clients and sort of stuff. And definitely I'm looking at the prospect and going, is this person a right fit potentially? But going to ask about their kids and what they've got on the shelf behind them and what their dreams and ambitions are and goals are. Because if I come at it from that perspective, if I find that it does, you see it's disarming, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. there to sell. If there's a sales mm-hmm. opportunity, great, but I'm not, I'm actually there to see if I can help someone. And I usually find one of the questions I always ask at the end of that, you know, 20 minute get to know your call is, how can I help you with, and I make a point of also saying, is there somebody I can connect you to? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Because normally, you know, and again, that's really disarming because... You know, how can I help you? Meaning, can I serve you something? As opposed to, is there someone I can connect you to that might be able to sort of, you know, help you get where you want to go? Go. And if you've talked about someone's dreams and hopes and ambitions, then when you're saying, well, how can I help you realize those? It comes across very differently.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love this so much. And the reason I wanted to dive into that and really a little bit deeper is you mentioned that these are people that you've had sales calls with but I would go as far to say they're people that you've had any type of conversation from any sort of hand-raising post or opportunity. These are people that maybe didn't even get to a sales call because it wasn't the right time but the fact that people have reached out in the first place and said hey I'm interested to speak to you we're just reopening that conversation. So I would go as far to say it's anyone that you've had some any sort of conversation with. It's time to loop back and say, hey, where are you? Where are you at? It's the perfect time of the year. People are thinking about their goals. They're thinking about where they want to go this year. So it is the perfect time to have those conversations.
1: I completely agree. And and you will, just by rattling the tree, as I say, just by having conversations with people, what are your goals? What are your plans? What's changed for you? What are you doing? Are you taking the year off? Are you doubling Mm -hmm. down? Mm -hmm. You might find Not only are there opportunities for you, there's also opportunities for people in your world as well.
0: Mm, Totally, totally. So that's how we can open up the conversations with people that have already been in our world. But what we have to make sure that we do at the same time is have people raising their hand as well now. So we don't have that lull between we're chatting with these people from the last three months and then we're doing some marketing. Our marketing needs to happen at the same time. So let's talk about some strategies for social media to reopen or open conversations with potential leads or people that are potentially interested in working with us.
1: <laughs> well, I think we firstly need to set the intention about what you're using social media for. Mm-hmm. Right? Are you in the right space for it? No. Here's something we know. Social media is a massive time sink.
0: It can it, be, both. depending on how you <laughs> use it. <laughs> so it you can, can sit there. If you're right? going to sit there and scroll for half a day. Yes.
1: All right. To doom scrolling every morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: I think we've got to think about what is social media for us? Okay. Is it something that we consume, or is it something we create first and uh-huh. foremost? Okay. Uh-huh. And yeah, like going through social media can be fun. I. You know, I flagged a whole bunch of recipes over uh, that I want to go and try, and even made baked cauliflower with romesco. I love baked
0: cauliflower. Yum! It was delicious. (laughs) It really was.
1: (laughs) I, you know, tried a bunch of recipes, and you know, I I took that sort of time over Christmas to learn a little bit. And I was a consumer, Uh but in a business context, I don't want to necessarily be a consumer. I want to be a creator, Uh Uh And, And I think we've got to do this thing about you know, sets. And I love looking at your stuff, Sam, because this is something that you and your team do exceptionally well, is looking at how do we create content that engages with our audience and asks questions of them.
0: Uh, uh-huh.
1: Okay. And almost taking the education <laughs> piece of uh,
0: The most important piece of what you just said there is asking questions. Yeah. And this goes back to exactly what we were talking about in when we're reaching out to prospects. We're always asking questions because here's the thing, sales happen in conversations. So if we don't ask a question, we can't get into a conversation.
1: Yeah. I think that's a good rule in conversation generally. If you're having a conversation with them, answer a question, ask a question. Uh, uh-huh. it's, a, it's a super easy process. And yeah. social media is not much this, it's a, it's a conversation, right? So if you are got to start it, ask a question. You won't always get an answer uh-huh. from people. But the yeah. more you do it, the more likely you are to get that response. And so I think we've got to almost take three boxes in every piece of content we create. Mm-hmm. Right? It's got to be informative. mm mm-hmm. Okay. It's got to be educational. educational. It's got to be interesting. mm mm-hmm. Right? So if you're using voice... Modulate, change your tone. Right, don't just speak in the one tone the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> right, we've got to change our tone. Right, so it's got to be informative. It's got to be interesting, and it can be funny. You can put some sort of humor in there as well. It's okay to be humorous. It's got to almost always create a dialogue mm. of some sort. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think this is what I've discovered. What do you think? Or raise your hand if you're interested in learning more about this. Uh Um, Uh And I think at this time of year particularly, we can even use case studies of clients that we've maybe worked with in the last 12 months.
0: I think it's a wonderful way.
1: And say, "Hey, I want to share with the, you know, we worked with client XYZ and this is the result we achieved last year. You know, if you want to learn how we did this, just say, yes, please, or... You know, Geronimo or something yeah. in the comments, <laughs> and we'll reach out and we'll start a conversation,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: But you've got to share some of the stuff that you do, it, right? So, mm. you know, one of mine might be, hey, look, last year we were able to save John, you know, ten hours a week with just a quick sort of, you know, some some test automations in his business. You know, if you want to look and how we did this, right? Say. So, automation or time or save or something in the comments to start that
0: dialogue. Uh, uh Absolutely. I think it's really important before, and I just want to sort of pop this in here as a side thought, really make sure that you understand who your ideal client is, their challenges, their 2am problems, the things that keep them up at night the things that they really want right now, the things that they desire for the future so that you can speak directly to those thoughts and feelings because that's what's going to have people into that conversation. We want to make sure that we're entering the or opening the conversation for the right people and not just for anybody.
1: Yeah. I think this is a really interesting thing. I am bringing on some new staff in January as well and, one of the things that I did, I actually created a sort of the, uh, you know, about us deck, mm-hmm. which I'm going to share with partners as well. But in that, I said, you know, who we are, what do we value, who do we work with, you know, what we do for them, that sort of thing. And then it was a really interesting exercise to be able to distill down what we do for clients in two to three sentences, right? Not necessarily for a client or a partner, but someone on your team to really understand and grasp that mm-hmm. super quickly. One of the other things I, I also did, I kind of went back and looked at every client that we worked with over the last couple of years and grouped them into, these are our A clients, our B clients, and C clients, and D clients,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and actually characterized you know each of those people. Mm-hmm. And that was an interesting exercise that if I had to teach someone in my team who's our A client, mm-hmm. how do I do that?
0: oh I right? like that. And
1: we are all on the same page. Because right? I think if you know, you've got a much bigger team than I do, Sam, but if you were to ask everyone on your team who your A clients are, would they mm-hmm. all come up with the same answer?
0: No, definitely not now you've said that. And it's interesting because in our office, we've got, and we have our ideal client, we've got three, they're named, we've got like a lot of data. There's sort of five pages on each of these ideal clients, but I'd not even thought of sharing with my team. Silly me. Thanks, (laughs) Tim. Guess what I'm doing this week.
1: (laughs) But, you know, it's this interesting thing to do. And when we start to look back and, and, and again, we want to sort of tie these things together with, you know, who did I talk to over the last couple of months? Are they, you know, on my matrix? Can you prioritise the ones that this is who I really want to talk to? But even when we, as I said, even when we're creating that social media content to go, well, who is it? You know, who is it that I want to try and attract? Are they the right fit? I was, um, and I, the, the reason this came up for me, I was actually on a conversation just this week in a in a group chat in a forum I'm in. And one of the guys has gone, you know, I've, I've got this perfect fit client that I can help, but they can't afford it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm going, well, if they can't afford it. Well, it's not, not a perf- perfect fit
0: client then. Yeah, that's the first thing okay, I thought. So. <laughs> That, that is not a perfect fit.
1: Right, and it got me thinking. I said, "Well, this, are you actually talking to the right people in the first place?" Yes, you can help somebody. Doesn't necessarily mean that you should. Yes. And he's like, "Well, you know, how do I come up with a means to close this client?" You know, do I offer a payment plan or something? I'm going, "Yeah, you could do these things absolutely, but
0: well, you you know, if your find client can afford it. you thousand
1: dollars a month right now,
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely."
1: Okay. And all I could think, all I kept thinking is that that this person who is struggling to come up with a thousand bucks a month, you know, for this particular sort of service offering will need results really quickly. Yes. And anyone who gets into that, oh my God, I'm desperate stage. I need results yesterday. Immediately then starts ticking the boxes of, as I'm writing my matrix of bad clients, I'm literally going to my D clients and going, my D clients need results yesterday.
0: Yep. Exactly.
1: You know, and you just so just, you know, this person's now desperately trying to close this client because they're showing desperation themselves, but they're also starting to tick the boxes, all the characteristics of clients that we probably really don't want in our world.
0: Yeah. You know, if someone's got a migraine, they're not going to want to hear, you know, you need to be drinking more water and you need to be taking more vitamins and eating more vegetables and... You know going for a walk three times a week right at that point that they've got a migraine they're just like give me the pill to take this pain away they're not willing to enter into that next conversation so you know we're not looking for that person that needs the the pill or the life raft right now we're looking for the people in most of the time we're looking for someone that we can help for a longer period
1: yeah. yeah, anyway, it's just an interesting thing that came up that made me think about that. super interesting. Do I want to assess if this is me when I pursue this? And of course, a lot of the advice was like, well, you know, offer this payment plan and do this and, you know, ask the question about, well, what could you put down today to get started and, and we'll mm. worry about this later? Yeah. I'm going, yes, you're desperately trying to close the sale here. And yes, you can probably see your transformation that you create for this person. But Again, are they ticking all the boxes that you want or an ideal customer, or are you just in the pursuit of the sale?
0: Yeah. So for a 2024 fast start, essentially we're connecting with everyone that we've had a conversation with in the last three or so months, reopening that conversation, asking, you know, what are their goals? What are their plans? What's happening in the new year, trying to reopen that conversation. And I think that it's almost, why don't we set the challenge, Tim, for everyone that's listening to make a list of 100 people and reopening that conversation and noticing what happens in their business over the course of the next two weeks.
1: Yeah, I love that. Because we we'll set that challenge for ourselves, of course. We'll do it 100%, too. And we'll, 100%, and we will rep- we'll report back.
0: Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. So, and the second step is to Make sure that we're putting out some marketing that has people raising their hands so that we don't have a dip off the back of those hundred people. So we're reopening new conversations with new people at the same time.
1: Yeah. Look the secrets is this is doing that, they're rinsing and repeating. Right.
0: So the thing is, right, <laughs> business isn't easy, but it is simple. And this is such a simple thing to do that will I promise you one hundred percent that it'll give you some mojo, will give you momentum to start the year off. So here's the challenge. If you choose to accept, I guarantee you will get your mojo back and jump into 2024 and start getting those sales calls booked.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm doing it. I know you are too, Sam.
0: Absolutely.
1: I'm starting as soon as I'm off this podcast.
0: <laughs> I'll put up a post in the Coaches, Thought Leaders and Makers Facebook group. Join us. Drop a GIF in the comment. Let us know that you're in on the Hundred Lee challenge and we're looking forward to coming back and reporting on all of the amazing results that not just ourselves but you as our influenced by design community has shared with us Tim thank you so much for joining me for today's episode I've got my mojo back not that it was gone I have more mojo. I have more mojo. <laughs>
1: well, we just need to podcast. We just need to hang out with other cool people and we Absolutely. get
0: out of Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today. We'll catch you next week on another episode of Influenced by Design.